It's episode 27 of Soccer Cards United and it's, an, it's a mellow episode, it's a relaxed episode. Uh, my name is Jason and I'm feeling pretty uh, low energy uh, today. Uh, my co-host Enzo, how are you feeling? I'm in a similar boat. Yeah, I just had a big long day at work and I had a bit of dinner before I came on the podcast and I'm just kind of... Tired? I'm chill, you know? Mm. I had a pizza for lunch today. Mm. And you shaved your head. Yeah, that happened a while ago. Um, I, I haven't seen you since you shaved your head. Yeah, oh, sorry, I would have shaved the 31st of January. That was, yeah, last Sunday? Sunday, it? Sunday, yeah. Okay, it's handy when the end of the month is on a Sunday because you can kind of just say, right, Monday, new month, I don't think about what, you know? Yeah. Uh, it looks good. I told you it looked a bit like Oscar Isaac, and you said who? 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 So, uh, anyway, this is the show where we talk about soccer cards, and we've done a lot of that so far. Uh, there's two segments on the show. The first is called Your Football Week, where we round up all of the football we've been paying attention to this week. And the second segment is called Hobby HQ, where we dive into whatever's been going on in the hobby, um, or at least what we've been thinking about in the hobby this week. It's a totally subjective show. We don't have any kind of... There's no pretense of, like, oh, we're covering all the important bits. It's really just what we see on Twitter for any <laughs> given week, isn't it? It's what we pay attention to. It's what we pay attention to, exactly, yeah. Um, so, uh, as always, the show is sponsored by SoccerCardsUnited.com, our own website. And let's start off uh, talking about... Uh, what do you want to talk about, Enzo? Did you see... Well, I'll tell you this, right. I was hoping, as the week was progressing, uh, there was midweek uh, English Premier League fixtures. Mm. And I was hoping that nothing particularly interesting would happen in them. Because I feel like we always end up talking about uh, one of the big Premier League teams every week, even though neither of us are that interested in them. Yeah, no. And the one team I was really hoping to avoid talking about was Man United. Mm. Because I feel like we talk about Man United. Now, neither of us are Man United fans. No. But because they are just one of the biggest clubs in the world, they're always on television, they're media darlings, we always end up talking about Man United on every episode. So, I was hoping nothing would happen. It turns out... They beat Southampton 9-0 yeah. uh, on Tuesday evening and it was an absolute disaster for Southampton. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. I seen up to 6-0. What happened at the 6-0? I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it was a big old game for Man United. Uh, Southampton could get on the score sheet. They had a lot of injuries and then they had a fella sent off, a young guy making his debut. Two minutes uh, in. What was his name? Got sent off What's two, that? two. He got sent off two minutes in. Yeah, uh, Jankowitz, and uh, let's take it through the goal scorers. Aaron Wan-Bissaka doesn't score a lot of goals. It looked very clumsy going in. It was a mess. Did he kind? Of, I didn't see it. Did he kind of bundle it in? No, he like side footed it, like, but it just he made it look awkward somehow. Right, Luke Shaw uh, assisted him for that. It's mad how since uh, Alex Tellez has come in. Luke Shaw has just been in the form of his life. Yeah, he, he realised he was about to get replaced and he just decided to put effort in. Yeah, he just he needed someone other than Ashley Young. He mm. was I think he always had Ashley Young in the rearview mirror kinda of going, I have this fella, that's grand. But Teles comes in and all of a sudden Luke Shaw says, Time to step up. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> um then after last week I talked about Mason Greenwood can't pass the ball or won't pass the ball. Of course he assisted the second goal for Marcus Rashford. Uh, then Jan Bednarek scored an OG Jan Bednarek scored an OG got sent off and gave away a penalty in the same match and he wasn't even 
he wasn't even the defender that they picked on the most. They were, no, they he were, wasn't even the worst Southampton defender. No, but I mean, like, the commentary team abused the right back the whole game. Like, he's having a terrible game. And I was like, one fella got yeah, sent yeah. off, another fella scored an own goal. And he was like, pointing out this fella saying he's, he's awful. Yeah, and he was think, I think the, the right back, Ramsey, was just making his first appearance or one of his first appearances for the team as well. Yeah. Um. So, and then we had uh, Cavani, Martial, Scott McTominay, Bruno Fernandes scored a penalty to make it 7-0, which I heard an awful lot of chatter about whether or not that was a penalty at 7 for 7-0. Like, does it really matter? I was asleep during that point. I seen the Martial goal. Oh, that's goal. right. I, yeah. I missed that. Okay. And <laughs> uh, then Anthony Martial scored again on 90 minutes to make it 8-0. Then Dan James scored in the 93rd minute to make it 9-0 assisted by Bruno Fernandes I wonder did Ollie call Bruno over and say listen I'm going to send Dan James on just just get him an assist <laughs> um, so that's Southampton now have lost uh, 9-0 in two different Premier, consecutive Premier League seasons once to Leicester once to Manchester United and Ralph Hansenhutl's job doesn't seem to be under any <laughs> pressure what do you think about that Andrew that they're, they're willing to lose 9-0 once a season just because it's worth having Hansenhutl there yeah, it was um, it's kind of fucked. I mean, obviously they're sending off, but like they didn't really close up shop properly after that. Yeah, I and feel just, like it, there might be some psychological scars. Yeah, and Danny Ings was playing like left wing. It was very strange. Mm. Well, uh, if you saw that match and you have any thoughts on it, send them in to us uh, because Enzo was asleep and I didn't see it. I'll tell you what football match I watched uh, yesterday, Enzo. Now, bear in mind, there was Manchester United, there was uh, Arsenal and Wolves, there was uh, Inter and Juventus playing in the Coppa Italia quarterfinals. I watched... <coughs> semi-final. Uh, Bayer- was it? Huh? I think it was semi-final, was it? Oh, was it semi-finals? I feel like it was. Oh, it could have been. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was semi-final. So- semi-final. Oh, semi-final. Yeah. First leg. What score was that? Uh, 2-1 to Juventus. Ronaldo got two. I think Ronaldo... Didn't Ronaldo become the... Uh, highest scoring club player or something of all time yeah but it's up for debate because Pele changes his stats every now and then mm. uh, 20, uh, 24 hours Pele's camp have 24 hours to respond or else we're <laughs> locking it in uh, so I didn't see any of that stuff any of the history of Ronaldo or any of that stuff I saw uh, Bayer Leverkusen uh, go away to Essen in the DFB Bocal, uh and they, they lost 2-1 in extra time uh, Leon Bailey uh, couldn't hit a barn door during normal time Essen had the pitch an absolute shite and uh, it was a really <laughs> bad match but I, I, I had seen Leverkusen in last year's cup against uh, Saarbrücken and I kind of just think I'll have this yearly tradition of watching Bayer Leverkusen play against some lower German division team even though I'm not really that interested in Bayer Leverkusen they just always have some player that I've been meaning to watch like Musa Diaby or somebody Mm. and so I finally get a chance to watch them because it's always an early kickoff at some point in the club I see it and then it's never a good game <laughs> so yeah no I, I think Dortmund were playing yesterday but I wasn't able to catch it on TV I was trying I think they, they won 3-1 mm. against Paderborn there you go uh, there you go so that's that's manual not a lot of football uh, in terms of watching football for, for us this weekend so no I've, been, I've had a hectic enough week to be fair yeah, I'll just... No, I don't think there's anything went on. Because we had... What happened to you? Why so hectic? I know, I'm just very busy. Yeah, I don't know what I've been doing. Uh, nothing. Oh, I guess we've been... We've, we launched our website. Yeah. 
That's it. And you, we've been kind you're like, of, what have you been doing? I'm like, well, Jason. <laughs> well, yeah. No, uh, yeah. So we've been busy. So I'm hoping to to get back on the on the train uh, this week and try and see some stuff. And uh, all of the um, all of the orders should be shipped out this Saturday. Is that, is that oh yeah, for anyone who yeah. ordered uh, stuff uh, on the website, thank you, and it should be all shipped out this Saturday. You'll get a shipping notification, and we're working to build a two things about the website. By the way, we're working to build a my orders section where you can track your orders that you have, so you just sign in or whatever, and you'll see your orders there. We're working on that, and also we're working to uh, integrate PayPal as well, so that you can use that to pay on the site as well as uh, the cards that are currently accepted. Um, right so Enzo the transfer window closed yep very strange one this year um, really strange one not that uh, much activity or a lot of loans anyway and I just thought we'd have a look at some of the transfers that have been completed in top 5 European leagues according to the Guardian the total transfer value in, in January this year was £260 million sterling oof so um, that's actually a lot for a quiet, for a supposedly quiet window. But uh, here's some of the headlines. Uh, Sabo, Dominic Solibzai, as we know, went to Orbi Leipzig from Orbi Salzburg. Uh, Saeed Benrama uh, w- went from a loan to a full-on sale for £20 million from Brentford to West Ham United. Uh, Sebastian Allaire was sold from West Ham to Ajax. Ahmad Diallo uh, signed mm. uh, for Manchester United. And they've put him, Manchester United have put Ahmad Diallo in their Europa League squad for the second half Ooh, of the season. Interesting. Just read. So, that means we could have a tops now of Amad Diallo in the Europa League. Oh, fuck. So, there you go. I linked it back to the hobby. Always on. Always awake. Always aware. <laughs> but that, that is big. That's big news. Yeah. Obviously, it's a knockout uh, stage, so it could be harder to get a game, but who knows? But you could see him get coming on maybe in the injury time or something like that. And it, everything's still uh, two legs, is it, in European football? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, then we had uh, what else went on uh, just having a look here trying to find uh, Carlos Fernandez, highly rated forward went from Sevilla to Real Sociedad he's one of those uh, young strikers that you always hear about oh he's good and you watch him and he kind of just looks a bit gangly and a bit you know in- ineffective mm. um, yeah. uh, Papu Gomez, one of the best players in Italy over the last few years, went from Atalanta to Sevilla uh, such a veteran yeah, that's crazy um, um Will he yeah. be able to play European football for Sevilla? I think they've gotten rid. They have. They changed that. Yeah, rule I think so. so. You can. You're not cup tied anymore. That's interesting. Obviously, Sevilla in the Europa League. Oh no, the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, they're in Chelsea's group. They got through the knockout stages. Yeah, they're against yeah, 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 Dortmund. Yeah. yeah, and then because what happened was then Krasnodar got the Europa League spot and Ren got knocked out, which means no more Camavinga, no Camavinga releases. Oof. Although I'm sure he's in the sticker set, but it's his. Second year sticker. Uh, second year, anyway. Uh, so, Moises Casado, uh, who Man United fans will have heard the name of uh, because Man United were, t- were linked with him for ages, uh, ended up moving from Independiente uh, uh, del Valle to Brighton. Brighton Hove Albion. <laughs> uh, instead of to uh, Man United. Apparently, it got a bit crazy. Uh, so, uh, Man United just said, no, we're not getting involved with this. And uh, he's a full Ecuador international, so watch out for him if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, anybody else were- oh yeah Enzo uh, yeah I put on Twitter there that Damari Gray the 24 year old oh, yeah. winger English winger uh, Premier League winner with Leicester City moved from Leicester City to the aforementioned Bayer Leverkusen 
Um, and I suggested that maybe we would start to see some Damari Gray hype in a way that is probably not justified and we never will see again because he's now a young English winger in the Bundesliga and that means one thing, uh, hype. Yeah, I honestly think once he starts playing, that hype will come to fruition. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and Joe Scally, the defender, moved from New York City FC to Borussia Mönchengladbach and Brian Reynolds... Uh, moved uh, from FC Dallas uh, yeah. to Roma, and of course Brendan Aronson recently moved uh, to from Philadelphia Union to, to um, RB Salzburg. All these Americans coming over to Europe, it's really it's really starting to become a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, some of it is like a lot of it is just genuine and because they're talented. I think some of it is clubs knowing that they'll get American interest by signing American players. So right, it's it's right. a bit of, it's a bit of everything, but it is positive all around. Yeah, and uh, I think also it's starting to up the value of maybe the MLS Bowman yeah. uh, set uh, from la- from last year. Or? Yeah, that set was yeah. fairly hyped, filled with rookies, obviously. Um, yeah, that was. That, I'm sad about that set because I was going to buy it, but like yeah. it, it came out as like instead of like buying a box or something, I think it was like you bought three packets or something like that. And like the packets had like probably the equivalent amount of cards at a box, but it's just something when I seen that, I was like, Ooh, what's going on here? And I left yeah. it. I left Strange it. configuration of stuff. Hmm. Um, and then I'll just finish by saying there's some real veterans move, been moving around this window. Of course, uh, Mario Mandzukic from free agent to Yo. Milan. Uh, Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil, uh, from Arsenal to Fenerbahce for free. And also Stephen El Shawari hey. uh, moved from back from uh, Shanghai Shenhua back to Roma. Uh, so Brian Reynolds and, and El Shah playing at Roma uh, for the rest of the year together. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that that'll be a fun team to watch. In fairness, did and they were there was talk of Jekyll going somewhere, but I don't think it happened. Uh, yeah, Jekyll, even Jekyll had a big falling out with Paolo Fonseca, the Roma manager, and they stripped him of the captaincy, and he wanted to leave, but they didn't find. Uh, anyone to uh, take him take him um, Jesse Lingard to West Ham that's a good move for Jesse Lingard I feel yeah definitely yeah but even so I, uh, I would have went lower again for him to get a game <laughs> you don't think you keep Pablo Fernandes out of the team or anybody like that no, no I don't think he'll get a starting place for very long alright well <coughs> still love to Jesse Lingard anyway um, and Arsenal got rid of loads of people Obviously, Ozil got rid of uh, Mustafi and Kalasanac to Schalke. Uh, Joe Willock and Ainsley Nile's Ni- Ainsley gone as well. They brought in uh, Martin Odegaard? Brought in Martin Odegaard. That's a huge one. Obviously, he hasn't had much of a chance to make an impact because Emil Smith-Rowe started in the game against Wolves where they had like two red cards and lost 2-1, gave away a penalty, so Odegaard couldn't do much in that one. But I think Martin Odegaard is going to have a good Premier League second half of the season, but we'll have to see because Arteta... I don't know. I can't, haven't quite figured Arteta out, have you? No, he's not a good manager. No. That's what I figured out. <laughs> he's not. Maybe so. I think they've gotten the most red cards in the Premier League since he took over. And most of them are he's like bit... bad mistakes as opposed to like putting the foot in where it matters, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, any transfers you'd like us to talk about? Any transfers we missed? Of course, Liverpool fans be delighted because Michael Edwards, their sporting director, out of nowhere... Joel Matip got injured. They had 24 hours to find a new centre-half and they had a £5 million budget and he found two. <laughs> uh, Kabak from Schalke and Ben Davies, not that one. 
uh, from Preston North End to Liverpool and they sent uh, Sepp Vanderberg, who we only heard of Enzo I don't know if you remember this we were talking about Futera last week on the show we talked about Sepp Vanderberg, the young defender and I was like who's that it's a young academy defender at Liverpool and they sent him to Preston and took Ben Davies uh, so I hope Liverpool fans are happy with that Transfers. If you have, uh, if you want predictions on transfers, how they turn out, or you want our opinion, send them in. We'll answer them. Postcards United. One thing I will say, Enzo. Here's yep. a little prediction. Uh, Atletico Madrid signed Marcus Paulo, young uh, Brazilian wonder kid uh, from Fluminense. Or oh, Flu- yeah, Fluminense, I missed that. Fluminense. Yeah, um, he's. I think he's he plays for Portugal under 19s. Uh, but he scored 10 goals in 58 appearances since 2018. He's only 19. And uh, he's apparently one of the high, most highly rated uh, young forwards in Brazil. But because he didn't sign for Real Madrid or Barcelona, we're not going to have people trying to tell us he's the next uh, Neymar. That can be good. But I'm assuming that there's, that, a, there's a Panini sticker out there somewhere already. A Panini uh, Brasileiro yeah. uh, sticker. Oh, could be. Uh, if anyone has that Brazilian Panini sticker hook up, you're in. You're in the money. <laughs> uh, what else? Did you hear all this stuff about Marseille? Um, I heard they can't pay their players. Is that Marseille? No. Who was that? That's I think maybe every French club. <laughs> that's, that's every French club who have no money because nobody bid on the TV not only did they not get enough on the TV rights nobody even hit the reserve they must have like this, like an eBay auction they set a reserve on the uh, Liga TV rights and just nobody bid <laughs> everyone's like no we're good we're Damn. actually fine for that so um, yeah is that what, what was the Marseille story what were you about to say oh the Marseille story was that uh, so former Chelsea Porto Spurs manager Andres Villas-Boas oh I uh, did was managing I did. at Marseille on Saturday or Sunday, their training ground was attacked by ultras, notoriously crazy ultras in Marseille. Mm. It was attacked. They, they climbed over the fence. They confronted the players, flares, uh, smoke, all that stuff. And uh, then they got rid of Morgan Sanson. They sold Morgan Sanson to Aston Villa. And they signed uh, Olivier and Cham from, uh, from Celtic. Yeah. And... Apparently, Villas Boa said, please don't sell Sanson and uh, please don't sign Enchan. The board had come to him and said, do you want Enchan? And he said, absolutely not. He's not on my list. He's not the profile. Anyway, Andres Villas Boas, after they signed Olivier Enchan, he was so unhappy with this that he offered his resignation to the board and he said, here, I want to resign. I don't want to work here anymore. And if he resigned, if they accepted the resignation, they wouldn't have to pay him off. Mm. Um. But because they were too proud or whatever, they they wouldn't accept his resignation. Then on Tuesday, he comes out in a press conference and he says publicly, uh, I don't agree with the sporting decisions. I don't agree with what the board are doing, what the sporting director is doing, anything like that. I don't want any money. I just want to get out of this club. I don't want it. I don't want to be here anymore. And uh, then they suspended him. Okay. Uh, on a disciplinary. So now they're going to have to sack him, but now they're going to have to pay him. Which is hilarious. And you wonder why French football is in financial difficulty. They're too proud. They're too proud. They're letting their pride get in the way of uh, business. You know, that's I've I seen some of like the, the outtakes of that uh, press conference where he was going mad, saying he didn't want Oliver. In. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Yeah, and here's here's one for you, though, Enzo, right? Here's a weird coincidence. The fellow who owns uh, 
Olympic Marseille or OM as they're called. Uh, he his name, his name is Frank McCourt. He's an American businessman, mm. and he used to from 2004 to 2012. He was the owner and chairman of the LA Dodgers. Stop. <laughs> of course, fans of this show will know as one of the biggest baseball teams in America. Oh, uh, so, is it any wonder to me that the former chairman of the Dodgers hasn't got a fucking clue what he's doing running a football club? Not really. My God. <laughs> Not really. All right. So, there you go. That was a good bit of beef. Uh, that's all I really had on, on football. What else do you have? Um... Yeah, no, I don't think much. Messi scored a nice free kick, got a record, I think, if I'm not wrong. Another one. Yeah, because he was out of... Uh, he got banned, of course, in the Copa uh, against Atletico Bilbao. Then he was banned for two games. And then the first game back was uh, against Atletico Bilbao. So the only question was, when was he going to score? Because everyone knew angry Messi was we'll the most dangerous Messi. And I guess Messi's contract came out. That was big buzz for a while. <clears throat> yeah, did we talk about that in the last episode? I don't know. I we definitely, well, definitely anyway, talked about it to each other. Yeah, 555 million euros over four years, maximum value. Um, and uh, by the way, I saw an interview with Ronald Koeman, uh, failed Everton manager Ronald Koeman, and uh, he said that he left the Dutch national team. Is there many successful Everton managers? Carlo Ancelotti is a successful Everton manager, but he was already successful when he got there. That's fair. Yeah, I think you can go into Everton successful, but you don't come out successful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Koeman was, was given an interview to The Athletic, and he said uh, when he was offered the Barcelona job, he thought he might never get a chance to manage Barcelona again. So, because he, he knows... He knows that it's only in the most dire of straits that they'd ever ask him. And apparently he told a story. He said he asked the Dutch national team players if he should take the job. And they all <laughs> said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was funny to imagine like Ronald Koeman ringing up Memphis Depay or, or uh, Virgil van Dijk and being like, here, listen, I have this opportunity to manage Barcelona and like, but I'd have to leave the the national team. They're like, oh, go, go, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't turn this down. He's like, oh, you sure? Like, yeah, 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 no, we'll find someone else. We'll pack your bags. Poor Frankie Dion was like, please, please, don't. Yeah, please, get away, get away. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that as an image, even though Ronald Koeman's probably a terribly nice man. Mm. But uh, we make enemies on this show because that's what sells. That's what sells podcasts. Does it? <laughs> yeah, friendly podcasts get nowhere. You have to be beefing with people all the time. My God. Um, right, so let's do Hobby HQ. Okay. Okay. This is where we talk about the hobby. Did you see a Michael Jordan card sold this week for a big figure? And I'm not talking about my 1993 playoff card that went for 60 quid on eBay. <laughs> 60 quid. <laughs> 60. And I paid 30 for it. Ooh, that's very nice. That's that's, um, that's that's that hashtag flip live. Yeah, I think it was golden golden auctions. Yeah. Two two separate listings went for over seven hundred k. For the first time, record breakers, Jason, record breakers. My God, is that the first time? Uh, but I think a I got card has gone for that much. Uh, no, 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 just that specific one. Oh. I think I think may, maybe 
any I, I sometimes get confused with like the baseball cards that go for one point million. Now I'm pretty sure there's been a LeBron card that went for one point something million. Um, okay. I think the reason this one isn't at that kind of a level is just because it's a base. As I think the the more modern ones, it's like it was a one of one autograph or some shit like that. Right, 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 right. But you know, um, what was I gonna say on that? I think I think like a week or two weeks prior to that or something like that, one sold for three hundred grand. So people were like raising their eyebrows, being like, "Whoa, whoa, this is what's happening." Yeah, this is not real. But I think it's it's kind of a key thing of like when people enter, when people are high net worth in like high net worth individuals, they don't give a fuck. They're like, "I want that," and you're like, "Supply and demand." You're like, "All right, well, it's seven hundred grand." They're not like, "Let me look at the comps." You know, they're yeah, like they're not they're not messaging you saying, "Hey, could you lower the shipping fees a little bit?" Yeah, no, they're not messaging saying, "What's the lowest you'll go?" By the way. On this, right? Because mm. I there was going back to uh, vaguely remembering tweets, but this time it's my own tweet. <laughs> uh, the Michael Jordan card that I sold, top of PSA tens, was a PSA ten, right? And uh, this guy messaged me, and then I tweeted out saying he wanted to know about the condition. I was like, that's annoying because what what more would I have to do? Do you know when you're selling raw cards or whatever? It's like uh, you always have to like show them pictures and do this and do that. But one of the benefits, presumably, of grading is that someone else a third party has told you so you shouldn't have to account for it i went back and looked at the message after you took me to school and said buy the card not the grade mm. right and he actually said back could you send me college. some pictures so i could see could the condition of the case oh what is that what what's that about he doesn't want the slab to be scratched up oh <laughs> I just was I was just like I can't even do this because you know you think that if you get a PSA 10 for 60 no quid to, yeah I think at no 60 quid to, you shouldn't be asking them questions no I'm giving you a, a, now I know it's not a very valuable card I think the, mo- the most he's ever gone for is like 120 euro or something mm. it's just like a random like, he's not, it's, it's actually somebody else is on the card as well but somebody else is on the 86 Fleer so <laughs> do you know what uh, anyway so he said, "What? Well, not the condition of the car, what's the condition of the case? And it just taught me that, like, it's always something with these people. Do you know? <laughs> They're not happy. They're always finding something to, to needle you about. What's the condition of the car? Well, it's a PSA 10. Oh, well, how are the corners? It's a PSA 10. Oh, well, what's the case look like? It looks like a case. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so. Oh. Um, I've, yeah, I, so, I had a lot of annoying questions this week. A lot. You've been selling, have you? Yeah, I've been saying a lot. I recently found out that eBay are charging VAT on the fees that they're charging you. And they're charging it to you. Right, okay. So, so my, this might be different depending on what jurisdiction you're in, but we're in Ireland. So you're getting charged 21, 23% VAT on something? Yeah, 21% VAT on top of whatever my monthly eBay fee is. Oh, why wouldn't they just include VAT in the eBay fees? I don't know. Not cool, not cool, eBay. I'm looking here at an article on Hype Beast. Okay, nice. Uh, it says it's just Lovely. on the on the on the uh, '86 Fleer Michael Jordan. It says it's important to mention it's especially tough for the '86 Fleer basketball cards to receive a perfect ten grading due to major issues with centering. Its red corners are also susceptible to damage. So there you go. That's um, fair. That's kind of similar to like sounds like stickers. I was going to say the Mega Cracks and Sufahi. Like it's so, it was highly, highly, highly produced. However, the like PSA ten goes for like three, four grand, and the uh, PSA nine goes for a few hundred, six, seven, I think. 
um, which is crazy. Like, do you think an Ansu Fati PSA 10 goes for three, four grand, whereas like a PSA 10 of maybe Haaland goes for one grand? But the yeah. difference is that kind of because it's a black card, that mega cracks, and it's a mega cracks, which are like notoriously. I think what that's what the cracks stands for, Jason. The edges are always fucked. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that yours? Did you come up with that? Yeah, that was me. Uh, someone just messaged that's me, fun. Jason. I'm like checking the Instagram as we go, and they say you're, you have. Okay, so we're on air. We're trying to have an engaging conversation for the purpose of the podcast, and you're checking your DMs because we got a DM live, and um, someone just said you have a Ronaldo mega cracks graded question mark. I don't. Do you? No. No. Should I say yeah? No, 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 no. What if it's a high net worth individual? And we just we'll just source one. We're not gonna source one, but we're gonna see what he, what like where 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 does that question go? Like what's he gonna say next? You, you know? could say like you could say, uh yeah, I have one, not really looking to sell. Where are you looking to buy? And then we go on a oh, big shit. adventure to 57, try and one. 57k followers. What the hell? This is a high net worth individual. Everybody with lots of so- oh, shit. social media is. <laughs> Jason, g- is g- this good content? Us reacting to DMs like no, but it's it's a charity. What? Imagine I said I had one. Don't like, tell oh, us who, who these they kids. Are, these kids are dying. Can we have your mega crags? And then Please, I go. We need I to sell say, it. No, that's mine. That's my mega crags. Mega crags with a Q. Yeah, 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 yeah. Portuguese mega crags. What's the charity? Why are they asking you that? You just said don't give away their name. No, don't say who they are, but just show me the phone. <laughs> oh. We're on a video call. Nah, that... Nah, 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 nah. Now, although I see... I see there's, they're followed by another card account. Yes. Should, yes. Should, I don't know what to say. So, well, can you reply off the air? Can we do the rest of the show for it? Sorry, phone away. Phone away, please. This is a no-phone zone. So, uh, Michael Jordan went for 738k uh, US dollars there. So, that's good. Um, what else? Speaking of CR7, the record breaker himself. Look at that. Look at that for a transition. Look at that. Yeah. He also sold for big money, did he? Yeah, 200 grand. Just over 200 grand. The previous sale was 47 grand. Okay. <laughs> Takes what was this off. for? It was this for his mega cracks. Mega cracks with the Q. Yes. I. How can I find? I'm trying to look for this. Um, Where it can was, I find it? I think it was PWCC. Um, oh. Okay. What are you specifically trying to find it for? I'm trying to find like a, a an article where I can like see some information uh, about it. Well, if you want, you can go on to Sunday League Investors. They put up a good post about its most <laughs> recent sale. Okay, this podcast has become almost completely devoid of any value. We're not we're not preparing anything. We're just showing. <laughs> we're like <laughs> we're taking messages on air. We're. <laughs> We're vaguely remembering tweets. We're telling people to go see. Why don't we make posts on Instagram? Informative posts. Um, I don't want to do the graphics. Is that what it is? That's that's pretty much. That's mainly what it is. Is that I don't want to do the graphics. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go on to Sunday League Investors uh, on Instagram. And I don't know. Do Sunday League Investors, do they listen to the show? Um, I don't know if they listen to the show, but they talk to us. 
I guess we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Sunday League Investors, you can follow them on Instagram at Sunday League Investors. And here we go. Their post recently, uh, three days ago. Uh, Gem Mint, PSA 10. Wonder how that case is. <laughs> case is not good. There's no way that's gone for 200 grand. That case must be pristine. Uh, 2003 Panini Mega Cracks that's Cracks with a Q uh, sold at auction for $205,000 wow oof and Pele's iconic rookie which of course we all know which iconic rookie that is for Pele sold for $180,000 now that's a man who's about to have a Netflix documentary and also about to die so it seems Jesus Christ (laughs) It seems like that was a that was an absolute that was after daylight robbery to get. I mean, Ronaldo is like, you know, fucking hell. If Ronaldo's gone for two hundred, I don't think Pele is rookie. Like, is it his rookie though? For at least, well, it's his iconic rookie. Say Sunday League investors, and that's where I get all my sports card news. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so if they say it, it must be true. Oof. Um, this is a really good instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through it, and this is a very, a very interested. They have graphs and everything. Do you think that you could come up with it? I, I love, I love their um their timeline of the rookies. That was a great way to show the multiple different types of cards and stickers. Oh yeah. Do you think you can come up with anything like this, Jason? No. <laughs> no, too no, much work. I wouldn't. This wouldn't be my sort of thing. That to be to be coming up with this sort of stuff. Like here's one they have right. They have the World Cup World Cup Prism report that was just yesterday, mm. and uh, I feel like they they must be grateful for the free publicity we're giving them here. Did they have a podcast? I think so. <laughs> Go SundayLeagueInvestors.com is the website anyway. So, uh, World Cup Prism report like Kylian Mbappe here PSA ten number of sales in December fifty nine <laughs> January fifty nine. <laughs> But, but, right, so they saw the same number of PSA... This is according to Sunday League investors. So same number of PSA 10s for the uh, base Mbappe Prism 2018 World Cup. Right? Wait, is, the, is this only but, HQ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hobby HQ is a segment where we read out other people's social media content because it's very interesting. <laughs> Edzo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We're only t- <laughs> we're only thirty five minutes into the show. Oh god, I think this is just. I think These this is just used to be an hour and twenty minutes. No, I think we this... had we had to cut ourselves off. <laughs> I think this might just be an off week, Jason. What is happening here, right? So, but no, I actually it actually was interesting what I was about to say, right? Tell me. So, according to Sunday League investors, World Cup Prism Report. <laughs> PSA 10s of Kylian Mbappe's base 2018 World Cup Prism. Mm. There was 59 cards sold in December, 59 cards sold in January. But mm. the total value of the sales in December for those 59 cards was $35,830. And in January, it was $45,336. So that's a 21% change in Kylian Mbappe's base Prism PSA 10 from 2018. In one month, is Prism having a bit of a moment again? Um, I was thinking about Mbappe recently, just because they're against Barcelona, PSG, yeah. in the Champions League, and like, 
we are seeing like notable spikes when the Champions League comes back. Yes. Obviously, February, it's worth two weeks away, I think, or 10 days, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I think Mbappe could be a solid one because Barcelona <laughs> are a mess. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got I just uh, giggles from the last time <coughs> to Barcelona are a mess, yeah. And I guess people don't really watch the French League, as we found out earlier today, by the the, the, the TV licensing deal. Yeah, um, even so, if they wanted to, they couldn't. Nobody So French nobody League. in that. So Champions League is when PSG are going to get hype, same as last year. So I think people might be prospecting that and trying to grab the Mbappes while they can. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, PSG uh, lost their first match under Maurizio Pochettino um, at the weekend against Lorient. And they lost 3-2. And on Sunday, they are playing uh, against Olympic Marseille. Oof. So Marseille and PSG, the storylines collide. Marseille in complete chaos, and PSG uh, with Mauricio Pochettino at the wheel. And uh, last time they played, there was like two or three red cards. Uh, Neymar racially abused Sakai, and then uh, Alvaro Gonzalez racially abused Neymar. So uh, hopefully nobody gets racially abused this time. Meanwhile, um, Lille are quietly running away with the league. Yeah, they're having a great. Great campaign there. Lee. Great campaign on the pitch. Shambles off the pitch. Yeah. Um, they must be thinking to themselves, if we can just keep this squad together until the summer, which of course now they can because they made it. They didn't sell anybody in January. Mm. So, I mean, Liverpool were interested in uh, Sven Botman. They're sent a half, but they said no. Uh, so, if Lille could... The exciting thing is, if Lille could secure Champions League football... Uh, then they might not have to sell their entire squad because they'd get money from the Champions League. But Long way to go yet. Yeah. yeah, and we're so used to seeing PSG run away with the league uh, since Monaco won it anyway. Um, like if you look at the, the table here, the French table, Lille around 48 points, Lyon on 46, no, no, no. PSG. Lille around 51. What? I might be looking at a live table. They could be playing right now. They are. They are, yeah. Okay. They're 2-0 up as well, so... Tim Weah scored. Right. When is he going to get his hype? Tim Weah, an American striker, son of Liberian president, has just scored a goal for league leaders, Lille. And I have 33 of his rookies. When will yeah. he get hype? Now, that, that is good to hype. see. That is. He started apparently today, which is interesting. But, you know, that's happening now. So, they have um, 51 points as it stands. Yeah. But, okay, I guess re- your, your table is probably more... Um... Well, before this round of matches, we'll say. <clears throat> yeah. Because so that was a Lille had... Yeah, had 48 with 22 games played. Lyon had 46 points, 22 games played. PSG, 45. Monaco, 42. And Rennes, 36 with a game in hand. So, between the top four, there's only six points. Monaco, PSG, Lyon and Lille. And that sounds like an all-fashioned French uh, title race, which is so exciting. Um, that is exciting. I'm, like, you, that's where you kind of hope PSG don't just win it. Yeah, they like, don't just but, run away with it. Yeah. You want to see some big, big ties, big clashes as as the weeks go on. Yeah, so uh, Marseille were killing it for a while, and then of course they had they imploded. Now they're down to ninth, so they're kind of out of title race. Um, but they don't really have anybody uh, to sell. Speaking of uh, Futera, we already talked about Futera. Yeah, they continued their unique life. Yeah, yeah, and they have Marseille. Mm. Right, they have Marseille in there, but I keep looking at the Marseille cards, and there's not really. Was Marseille the one? Yeah, I was going to say, is Marseille the team that they kind of hyped up? Was that the big announcement or was I, that a different team? No, I don't know who that. Because when Adam was on the show, 
he was saying we have a few clubs lined up, but one of them is really, really big. With loads of rookies. With loads of rookies. And it might have been Marseille, but I, I get the feeling that wasn't who he was talking about. Like, you think there's another team I on think the there way? must be somebody else, because I just don't... But I feel like Marseille was announced. I can't remember fully. No, Marseille, where... That... Oh, you mean before the interview? No, just after it, no? Were they there before? Yeah. I, th- I think they're working on, as as uh, Adam said when he was on the show, they are working on multiple different partnerships now to expand their um I just want to see if, and it, yeah. if it was announced. You're trying to put the timeline together. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think the, the launch of their website confused me because they used Marseille as the... Oh, yeah. Okay. But that was as about the, the website. Oh, no. Even more exciting news, we're now an official license of Marseille. Marseille was the team. Yeah, but like, I think but there's multiple teams that they're working on getting the license for. So I think we okay. should expect more announcements in the coming weeks. And how would you find that, like, with the way they're currently doing things in terms of the unique life, like, to add more teams? Would you be... Have you dipped in? Did you dip in? Uh, no, the first week I was so excited with Emil Smith-Rowe. Yeah. And uh, I went and got his... I went to get two of his rookies, Tuper Household... Went to get two of them and they were swept out of my cart. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From underneath me, which has happened to me a couple of times trying to buy a couple of different things. I really wish there was technology, and for anybody out there who's into this stuff, I'm sure there is. I really <laughs> wish there was technology where once it's in your cart, it's locked in and doesn't go back in the inventory until you've either abandoned your cart or bought it. You want something similar to like the real shopping experience? Like someone doesn't stroll up to your cart and take it out? <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's like some. That's, yeah. That's like some retail wax stuff going on there. Mm. Do you no know, like don't don't dip into my cart and take out my stuff. I'm buying that. <laughs> I'm it's in my cart. Yeah. Or, or else don't just call it. Don't even call it a cart. It's a disrespectful mm. to the shopping cart industry. So, uh, but I like it because I had a man with row and then I didn't get him. Then I looked at the uh, rookies this time round, week two. There was Luis Henrique, a young Brazilian striker from Marseille. I didn't get him. Uh, then we had uh, Tommy Daly I think from Manchester City who I didn't Tommy Doyle sorry who I didn't go near um, Curtis Jones was the rookie for Liverpool that was exciting yeah um, and I didn't get him because I've seen Curtis Jones play a few times and I thought ah not for you I'm alright I'm fine I'm excited to see if Saka gets one and is called a rookie yeah the Arsenal one was Eddie Nketiah this week I like him uh, I like him as well. He's an incredible record at England under 21 level. And uh, I have loads of his uh, last year Panini sticker. Um, but he's a rookie in this one. And I, does he sell, did he sell out? Oh, I, don't I don't think he did. Yeah. No? I don't think he did. Um, and on it, it says when you go on here, right? Which is good. It says that it's packaged in a top loader. So you get the card in a top loader from Fatera. That is good. It's kind of weird to see the company setting singles. Would you like to see Panini and... Uh, I guess Tops now is singles. But does that come in a top loader? No. Um, Not all of them. My... um, What do you call them? My autographs for Lost Rookie came in a... Uh, like a BCW case. So like in a magnetic case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is... It's equivalent. You know, they're still using the, the proper stuff. If you get like 20, as you know, Tops now, they come in the little plastic case as well. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's penny sleeved as well, penny sleeve on top loader. Yeah, so it's a nice touch, a bit of class. Mm. 
Um, so I, I like it because if we, if they get new clubs, um, there's a feeling they could just print the most desirable rookie. But you know, it's not gonna be. It's not like tops now. It's not print on demand. So there's only a certain number of cards. Do you know? Yeah, so the base really cards good. are only number to thirty five. And what, like, for example, say if this all happened last year, right? Yeah. And I'd say what I'm about to say probably um, couldn't have happened because I'm sure Tops have a, have a nice deal signed up with, with Dortmund. But could have Futera had just a pure Dortmund deal? Now, it seems like Tops do have a Dortmund deal because uh, yeah. there's so much going on. But, like, say that's not a Dortmund deal. They're just friendly. Like, could, could they... Could Tops... Could Futera get the Dortmund license and then beat Tops to the punch on, on a Tops now? So like Mukoku, as soon as he fucking is in the squad, Futera. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rookie. And if yeah, Futera like, if so, if Futera, like through... we're only making a few hundred of these, then suddenly, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, like, if, if let's say, for instance, um, like Mukoku or somebody like that came through uh, the Man City Academy. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, he's going to play in the Champions League. He's going to play in the Champions League. Uh, he's going to have a tops now. Futera could just print their unique live card of him before any of that happened, and it. But because it's not print on demand, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because, like, it, they could release it afterwards, and there would still only be thirty five of them. So it's after what? Oh yeah, after yeah. like it's still it's still gonna be a rookie year. That's what I like about them is that they're such limited, such tightly controlled print runs, as opposed to we print then, like, fifty thousand of these. Then you say like, I guess there's always the conversation of like, is Futera respected? Because historically, their older cards, you know, obviously beautiful, and we do like them, but no one really cares. Yeah. No one really cares. No. So it's like now we care. Like, do we or do we not? I I you know think I mean? we're in it. We're in a scenario where Thompson Panini, like, we whenever there's any Thompson Panini releases, and it's generally more Tops releases because there's more. There was more of those towards the end of last year, which when we started doing the podcast, like we anyway on the show and on our socials and all we talk about what's coming out and what's out yeah. and Panini are all quiet when it comes to Premier League Prism uh, Tops I think have pushed back Tops Chrome again uh, yeah. Champions League so there's nothing else really to uh, to talk about and I don't mean that as an insult if it were like if there, was, if there was literally anything else to talk about we'd be talking about them but I think they've used their opportunity uh, quite well because people are looking the window to launch it was a good window. Whether yeah, planned or unplanned. And, and oh shit, there's nothing to compete with. Everyone just talking about this. Yeah, no, that is good. Do you know? Uh, so I think congratulations to them on a on a launch. And I think Enzo, you and I might be going on uh, Soccer Cards and Chill, their podcast soon. Yeah, you're in conversations about that. I haven't got I the info indeed. fully, but they've asked you. I saw as part of the uh, launch as well, uh, there was a tweet about it by Jack... Uh, the YouTuber kind of guy uh, and he has like 380,000 followers on Twitter so this is quite exciting yeah one of the exciting things about um, like all, all these companies is that recently a lot of like different big names have been um, like you've seen Castro opening boxes you've seen um, in Steve Bates Aoki. And, yeah Steve Aoki Bates and I think had a um, a lost rookie Messi one of 49 and just seeing shit like that like every time someone with Three hundred thousand, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just a very good time for the hobby, and I think it makes sense why prices are going so high and all the desirable things. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, like, and I know, like, some of it must be influencer marketing, and some of it is 
genuine enthusiasm and some of it is just for the hype and all that stuff but like for the end of the day for people in the hobby like us and like our listeners mm. what do we care like do we mind if if somebody if somebody else is dipping into their pocket to pay castro to open or someone if panini are giving him free stuff we might say hey don't do that because don't give him like loaded stuff or don't give this you know whatever but ultimately when the companies have these promotional campaigns it benefits us because it's more people in the hobby yeah so and- i know people would say well i can't get my hands on stuff but uh, I, I think it's 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 a big tent. There's lots of room to fit in. And also, one of the things about soccer is we haven't quite settled down as a market in soccer yet. So, like, there isn't that thing of, oh, I collect this team, I collect that team, beyond just the basics yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. There's not that much soccer product to where you can just, like, like if I just wanted to collect Atletico Madrid stuff, there's not that much stuff to collect, really. Yeah, you'd be done fast enough. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously I'd be I'd be in the stickers and all that stuff, and I'd be getting. But like in terms of modern cards, there's not that much heritage there for me to collect, and that's true of loads of clubs. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to kind of like full on, like if you're into basketball, you can go back and you can get like prisms and tops chrome from twenty twenty five years ago, you know. But you can't really do that in in football yet. So no. if you want that premium product, it's gonna take a while to be able to build a collection. Yeah, I get you. I also seen recently, like, um, someone just sent me a picture of um, NFL Prism. And, like, there was, like, a patch auto in it. And yeah. it just looked incredible. Like, the Premier League Prism design and what they offer you in it is still yeah. not 100% premium, if that makes sense. Doesn't seem like it's quite there. Yeah, no. Plenty of room to go before you have proper patch autographs. Do you think it's one of those things when, like, when we have had, say, 10 years of premium product for soccer... So, like, when, what, when is that going to be? Like, 2026, I suppose. <laughs> Again? Uh, wow, that that the, was a... I was just taking 2016 as, like... Because there was... Wasn't there... Yeah, to select. Yeah. So, if we say 2016, 20, 2026. Like, in 2026, we've had 10 years of premium soccer product. It'd be interesting to see where stickers go, you know? Mm. Um, and how that market eventually settled itself. Because, as we saw with the with the Michael Jordan card... There's, there's high print runs but low graded pops I mean they sounded like stickers hard to grade corners are dodgy centering's dodgy so yeah. I think we're just in such an immature market right now that it's not even not even worth talking about price inflation no I get that um, I don't know I, I definitely think like we're going to start seeing certain sets come out with like purposely bad centering and stuff like that Oh, as a way for I think the manufacturing companies are going to get to a point where they want to impact the grading numbers, the PSA ten grading numbers. Right. Do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think. Or does it? Or do? Or do the PSA? I mean, it's hard, isn't it, for the for PSA and BGS and all those like, because at some point, if every card you're getting, they, because they must be grading to a curve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if the manufacturing processes are getting uh, better and it's all getting sharper and clearer and cleaner then at some point you have to adjust the curve so then you might end up in a scenario where a 2004 PSA 10 is equivalent to a 2034 PSA 8 now I'm not saying that's true I'm just speculating because at some point the the curve has to shift I think yeah I think the difference between the 9s 
and the um one sec my laptop needs to charge jason okay i'll just fill in no problem i can do this i'm a professional i can just sit here and talk about cards um, I know we have it. We have we joke, but we just we just tired today. I think that's what it is. I'm not quite sure what the deal is. It's been a busy week. It's been a big week. We launched the website. We're not qualified. We're trying our best. We're trying to fill orders. Uh, so yeah. By the way, let me know who you want us to have a, on as guests on the show because uh, I really like having people on the show. And uh, if you want to hear from anyone in particular, let us know in our DMs and we'll book them. Or we'll try and that, book them. That was good. Them. That was good filling in, Jason. Thank you, Enzo. Um, what were you saying? Oh, the difference between nines and tens. Yeah, I think the difference between nines and tens are going to be because, like, a nine is still mint or yes. near mint. So um, no, it's mint. It's mint. Yeah, I think that's where like BGS kind of came in and kind of. I think they were very forward thinking with the black label because that's just oh, high in the sky with the fairies. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're like, oh, that's this like one's a untouchable kind of. Oh, this one's a black label. Whereas it's like, but there's no difference between that and this. And they're like, no, there is. Yeah. You know? I think because that's what I they... suppose. What are you. Maybe we should get somebody on who's a card grader or something. Because, like, I suppose. Are, is it, are you just grading to a curve? Or are you grading on specific criteria? And what are those criteria? And... Well, obviously, the condition. Like, the corners centering. No, I surface. know. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if all of a sudden 70% of the cards are a nine or above where five years ago 20% of the cards were a nine or above now I'm just picking these numbers out of me you know but uh, how does that change over time and I want I'm just I'm, I'm interested to see that's kind of what has me hyped about um, Panini Mega Cracks they're like the perfect product of they're just naturally poor quality so mm. the graded pops will always be hard and then it's Spain so there could always be the Ansu Fahis the Messies etc yeah, the Pedris. Oof. Oh, interesting. Lots to think about. Lots to think about. I think that's it for the show this week. Is it? Yeah, but uh, we have um, a Postcards United Q&A show on Monday, uh, which will try and make higher energy. Uh, so if you have questions for that show about anything we've talked about... Uh, oh, Enzo, by the way, my plan to flip my little Deli Alley collection didn't <laughs> work out because Daniel Levy blocked the move and uh i think i'm going to do something with that maybe in terms of a i don't know a bargain basement deal or maybe a giveaway maybe a giveaway a giveaway for yeah do you think people I, want that? i'm on record i, I don't know maybe because there is that phrase you couldn't give them away yeah uh, i am on record as saying that the the podcast is the giveaway the content is free that's true you said we're never doing one of them i said we're never doing giveaways until i found a card that i can't bear to look at i have some good deli alley stuff and maybe if he hits a but bit you of said away yeah you you said always buy something that if you were stuck with you'd be yeah. happy with i was happy with it i am i really like the cards that i have but i'm just thinking is there a spurs fan out there is there a england fan out there do you know hmm. is there a fan of waving yeah in the back in the day the memes themselves would have had you. yeah so maybe if he hits a bit of form i might you know, I think about doing a giveaway or maybe if he hits a bit of form I'll sell them oh. I don't know I have some nice stuff I have an of 11 and of, of 25 of, of his rookie from Top Premier Gold um, you have a Prism autograph Prism Auto from 2018 there's a few bits in there so we might do a giveaway on that if that's if, if you think we should do a Deli Alley giveaway 
<laughs> uh, send us a message and if we get enough interest we'll organize maybe not with all the cards maybe with some of them maybe with all of them we'll work it out send us a message if you're interested in that anyway you can follow the show at soccer cards utd on twitter at soccer cards united all spelled out on instagram or send us an email soccercardsunited at gmail.com uh, we're brought to you of course by soccercardsunited.com our website which is a home for the podcast and also has some sealed wax uh, up there for sale helps you to support the show and buy products you were going to buy anyway we might do some instagram live twitter live stuff in the next couple of weeks too uh, have a chat rip some stuff um and uh yeah and so anything else i think that's it any any All football right. tonight that you're watching no uh what am i gonna do tonight no i think i'm gonna go for a run oh stay yeah. active stay try and just stay active for my mental health you know yeah, that's good. Wake up. The a physical bit, health. The physical health is 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 past Key. saving, but the mental health can still <laughs> be benefited by your own. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. On that note, hit the pavements, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye.